This may or may, may may not make it onto the airwaves. We don't know. And uh, anyway, this will hopefully turn into something uh, big and exciting. And I'm not yeah. sure why I need my glasses because I'm just talking. <laughs> I know. Uh, so I'm the oldest, <clears throat> best looking, and single. Uh, and uh, so With I'll the least just... amount of hair, though. <laughs> Ryan's a close second. Uh, my name's Tony Rumfollow. Uh, and this is Aaron. Yep, Aaron Rumfalo. I am the middle brother. And I am Ryan. I'm the youngest of the trio. What's your last name, Ryan? It's Rumfalo. R U M F H K. The Rumfalo brothers. <laughs> Keeping it uh, in line with aviation, you know, the Wright brothers and all that. But and all those guys. So um, we have been in aviation most of our lives and you're wondering why did we just start this random pod check or pod check, pod check. <laughs> this pod check for Rampcast a... out of the blue <laughs> Ram check. yeah i know um yeah basically we're uh, the founders of ramp check global um we have invented some uh, products um that we're very proud of that we will be coming out with soon patent pending so don't get your hopes up <laughs> That's right. A um, couple of which are going to really change the way um, aviation ramp workers and then anybody in, you know that needs safety, uh, wearable safety devices, um, applications. And, and we've come up with these products based on um, our experiences uh, actually working the ramp. So we're really excited about getting those products done. Um, we've been working on a couple of these products for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Part of that time frame is because of our mistake taking too long, um, trusting maybe some people longer than we should have, but it's all um, a journey in the uh, startup field that everybody else has done in their startup businesses. So don't here stop we go. Believing. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I think just for anyone, whether this gets hurt or not, is wondering. Um, you know, and like Aaron was saying, it's just all based off of experience. And between the three of us, I mean, growing up when we were little, we all went to air shows. We used to go out to Wendover, Utah and see the old air races. Um, mm-hmm. And just growing up around aviation. Hill Air Force Base. Hill Air Force Base. Um, Nellis. We just got back one with Luke Air Force Base. But um, mm-hmm. the experience combined, I mean, maybe we should have come up with this a little bit before... But I'm thinking we're getting pretty close to around 50 years, right? Experience? Jeez. That sounds about right. Your oldest brother is 50. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> so he just dated well, himself. I, I well, let's, let's, how about this? Let's, yeah. let's uh, <clears throat> each give just a quick resume of what we've done in the industry mm-hmm. over all these years. Sure. And then as we're doing that, we can kind of add up a tally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said you tally. Said tally. <laughs> Huh. We can we can add up and try and figure out. You guys are idiots. Um, we can figure out what our combined experience is. So um, yeah. let's uh, let's start with the youngest. With the youngest. Go youngest to oldest. All Ooh. right. Um, I'll give this a run here. So 
my aviation experience basically started with um, a company. Actually, believe it or not, it was a company called Total Enterprise, and all it did was uh, we sorted the mail that went out to the uh, to the to to the aircraft under the the Delta concourse at salt lake international that's funny i forgot that you, that's how you started yeah and, and what wow. was funny about it was that's a is, long time ago you know you turn 18 and you're finally old enough to get to get uh to work out on the ramp and i thought you were you, gonna say raid <laughs> <laughs> you get you get you get this build up they they give you your airport badge you take the class they put you through all this training and then they stick you under a concourse and sort mail and you don't really get to be around the airplane you don't get to see one airplane right but yeah but uh it started there basically um didn't last very long maybe maybe even a month if that and then i went right into an airline that started called win air which was under the same ownership as um millionaire who mm-hmm. is they were an fbo at salt lake international um that's right owned in part with keystone aviation right, right? keystone oh um, yeah yep they're <clears throat> on the east side of the salt lake airport worked with win air i think for about two years just doing the typical ramp work loading bags pushing back aircraft cleaning aircraft i mm-hmm. mean 737 737s, 737s they yep. their hub was in long beach and uh, they flew to like Seattle, Salt Lake, obviously. Um, they went into Oakland. Mm-hmm. Just tried to grow too fast, I think, and it didn't last very long. And then uh, when they went under, started working for Millionaire, the FBO over there. And um, man, I was there for, I just got to think, when I first started working on the ramp, it was actually 1998. And then after winter, I went over and worked for Millionaire, I think, through... 2000 and uh man i can't even remember how long it's been 2014 maybe 2015 yeah i Um, think that that sounds about right and then i had a little atlantic aviation came to salt lake i I quit you know millionaire for a lot of reasons and maybe later on in the (laughs) park yeah we can talk about that change ownership and turned into tac Tac air Air, correct yes and then you went to atlantic and yeah, and then the ended up leaving. So I would say yeah. I'd probably running right around the 16 years. And obviously, if you're doing the math, 1998 <clears throat> to 2016 is 18 years. But some points in there, I did uh, leave for a while and just try some other things. But anyway, overall, I'd probably say right around 15, 16 years. All right, Aaron, what about uh, you? Dang. Well, I remember starting... It was uh, in the fall of 1998, and I was hired by a company called Hudson General. I don't know if you remember that. They they had a big contract at Salt Lake International Airport taking care of a lot of commercial, um, and then they had an FBO there, and I actually worked for the FBO. So I started out there, got a lot of experience there for about a year or so, uh, and then a buddy of mine who's actually a... Uh, a local helicopter pilot here in, in Salt Lake City uh, for AirMed. So he continued on in aviation. But anyway, we actually quit on the same day at Hudson General and then got hired at Millionaire. Um, and then I worked at Millionaire from, oh, geez, 1999 all the way to 2002. I worked for Millionaire Salt Lake City and also Millionaire Provo. And then uh, moved to Arizona and uh, worked in uh, Mesa, 
it's called Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport now. It used to be called um, Williams Gateway Airport, and before that it was a military base, Williams Air Force Base. So it was a really cool, large airport. Tons of military action going on down there, too. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. Oh, down. I remember when oh, yeah. when I flew down yeah. and we saw the AN-225. That's right. That's right. That, we'll save that for another story. Yeah, we'll, Sorry. we'll go through that <laughs> another time. That was a great memory. But anyway, so I did that uh, for a while. Moved back to Salt Lake City a number of years later. Uh, and then uh, was de-ice manager for um, ASIG, uh, which is now actually not even in operation anymore they actually sold to another company and i I can't recall the name right now but is it lufthansa no it was it starts with an m um is lufthansa (laughs) (laughs) i just got the joke yeah say it again say it again (laughs) yeah not Mufthansa or lufthansa um but um but anyway so then i ran the the de-ice uh show for a couple winters and that was a lot of fun. Did a lot of radio work, which was a lot of fun, talking to the aircraft and pilots. And trained about 50 to 60 de-icers every season. So, um, and had to keep the books right, you know, because we got audited by the FAA. Each airline did an audit. Um, passed with flying colors every every time. And, uh, yeah, I know. Two thumbs up. And uh, Oh, yeah, they can't see us. <laughs> they can't see us. It's, it's not a video podcast. It's actually uh, just a recording. But but anyway, so so that's my aviation experience. I mean, I've got a lot of experience, too, with photography. I've done a lot of aviation photography. I've, I've, I've flown in World War II aircraft. Your photography is published, correct? Yeah, it is published. Um, I, I do. I have won a few awards just in some you know, amateur contests that I've entered. Yeah, I have been, been in published a... in Aviation Week, as a matter of fact. And then I want to give a shout-out to Aviation Photo Journal magazine um, and my friend Rick and Dan, who basically run that. Um, it's an online aviation uh, magazine that gets a lot of following all over the world. Um, there's a handful of us photographers uh, around the world that, that submit work, and it's given me a lot of great, awesome opportunities um, in, in the photography and aviation field. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say it enough how much I appreciate being a part of that group. Those of you that were also paying attention, yes, we did work for Millionaire at the same time, and there yeah. are future stories to come about <laughs> yes. that, but we worked graveyards together for about a year. The so. ramp will never be the same. Oh, my no, God, it we owned that. <laughs> we did. That was a blast. All right, big brother, let's hear it from you now. So, uh, speaking of radio, um, <clears throat> no, I was, I, I, I've really been in two fields my entire life. Um, well, maybe you could call it three, but uh, broadcasting aviation and, and never a football field never a football <laughs> well or a soccer field. I, I i have played on both football fields and soccer fields but they were short-lived um <laughs> i my first um my first actual paid job in aviation was actually with the united states air force mm-hmm. so that's right um back in uh 1986 i saw this little movie called top gun yeah. Um, about 12 times I've in really? What's it called? I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, and uh, decided I was going to join the Air Force right outside of uh, right outside of high school. So I did that. Talk to me, Goose. 
Hey, look, Sorry, that looks brother. like a SR-71. That does, wow. <laughs> yeah, now that's how aviation We're, nerds we are. Exactly. Nerds we are, but anyway. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, he's looking at an eat block test, and it looks like an <laughs> SR-71. So I was in the, uh, I was in the Air Force uh, Combined Active Duty and uh, Utah Air National Guard for uh, just over seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after uh, uh, getting out honorably, I, I might add, um, that is good. I, Honorable discharge. I is definitely good. I went to work for uh, Majestic. <laughs> Sorry, he said, he said discharge. I know. Anyway, I went to work for Majestic Air Service, uh, an FBO in Salt Lake City. Um, that was my first line job that mm-hmm. I actually did, uh, refueling. Um, Lots of memories refueling the DC-3s. I and I don't mean to interrupt you. It seems those. like we're interrupting Big Brother a lot, but one of my memories as a kid was actually going out when Tony was towing one of the DC-3s, and it was kind of something as a little kid that I remember that I'm like, I got to do oh, this. Oh, totally. But it was, anyway, it was yeah, so it was cool to go cool out there. I remember yeah. I, I'm responsible for a lot of the good and bad qualities of my little brothers, um, and we can discuss those later. But uh, anyway, I went to work for Majestic Air Service. Great experience. One of the craziest things I remember, though, is um, we would service the aircraft, uh, the engine oil on those DC-3s, and we'd be up there on the wing, oh, and it's windy, and you're yeah. just pouring these gallons and <laughs> gallons of oil into the uh, into the engines, beautiful radial engines. <laughs> so that's where that began for me. And then um, after Majestic Air Service, a uh, number of jobs in aviation. Um, uh, let's see, I worked for. Uh, well, I actually Sa- went to work Southwest Airlines. Uh, yes, this when was, was that? that was actually a little bit later. Okay. Um, right. I ended up working. I was even later. Oh, uh, ended up after uh, Majestic. I went and worked for. Um, millionaire. Well, no, I guess that was after I got. Were you back. on with Millionaire? Yeah, yeah, I did. Worked damn, yeah. I were on the ramp when yeah. I was working. Oh, the dang! FBI. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, so my second. Uh, There's been so many. My my second <laughs> job. We should have written a list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. We Maybe started. we should have wrote this down for written this down first. Uh, anyway, um, so I worked for Southwest Airlines okay. in the reservations department. Became right. a reservations training instructor. And then Southwest Airlines merged, I mean, excuse me, Morris Air before Southwest Airlines. So, yeah, so I was a reservations agent with Morris Air. And then Morris was purchased or merged with Southwest Airlines. And then I got on with Southwest and became a reservations training instructor, opening up some new reservations. Uh, I arrived in Oklahoma City the day after the Murrah building was bombed. Mm, Um, I remember that. And uh, that was, that was, pretty crazy experience there but um left um southwest airlines let let, let me guess what for vanguard yes that's right for vanguard airlines in denver i uh i was recruited by uh, one bob mcadoo who was the ceo to be a training instructor for them and that just turned out to be a shit storm. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> it should have been Macadon't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I'm going to interrupt again because I just remembered some yep. more of my aviation history is I actually moved out to Denver. Yep. Lived with my big brother, Tony, for a little bit. That's and right. worked for uh, Mesa Airlines, which is Uni- yep. operating United Express out of DIA. Exactly. So after I worked yeah, for Vanguard... Right. I worked the first of three times 
for Mesa Airlines. Mm. The first time was in Denver. So then after that, um, and then after Denver, moved back to Salt Lake City um, and uh, got on with um, uh, with Millionaire. And I was working the uh, scheduled airline side. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, geez, I forgot. I also worked in Oklahoma City on the ramp oh. for... Um, yeah, perhaps we should have written uh, right that. exactly <laughs> holy crap I, I remember i also worked for sky west okay here's the thing okay we need to really archive this episode because if we ever have to fill out a background check again mm-hmm. oh my gosh we, we can, can just listen to this other. So we've yep. got it all yep. exactly um ar <laughs> i think the company in oklahoma city was ar Aircraft services, I can't remember. A- anyway, AMR was it AMR? It wasn't. Uh, no, American it wasn't AMR. No, it was. was, um, was off it an to, FBO? Yeah, yeah, it was an FBO, yeah. and we we did uh, um, everything from private jets. That's where I met Tiger Woods, who is a complete ass when he's not in front of the camera. Um, <laughs> I can second that. <laughs> but uh, so then I worked for um, NBC <clears throat> during the Olympics yeah, uh, in that. 2002, and after that I went to dispatch school. I got my dispatch license and started working for SkyWest Airlines as mm-hmm. a flight dispatcher mm-hmm. um, in uh, flight operations, and then and that's that's um, where you ended aviation. That's uh, where I ended, for... but there's a couple bookends in there because yeah. there were there were there was also a stint with um, in Memphis Airlines oh, for that's Pinnacle. Right. That's right. Uh, That's and right. then I went, uh, that didn't work out. Then we will cover all yeah. this later. But uh, <laughs> the important thing is, there's a lot of experience. We yeah, got it. We've got a we, shit ton of experience. We know airlines. Yes. We know FBOs. We know corporate. We know, like uh, you, you name it. Flight operations. We've got a little bit of experience. <laughs> yeah. And, so and anything from from fueling to de-icing to dispatching, any kind training. of training, training, customer oh service, yep. baggage handling. Yep. Blue juice, <laughs> you name uh, it. ramp trout, you name it. We've <laughs> seen it. We've done it. What does Sky West call it? <laughs> the Blue Angels? The labs were the Blue Angels. Yeah. Oh like they're gosh. making something sound cool when you're... <laughs> You're dumping everyone's feces. Yeah, I almost, uh, I almost lost my eyebrows when I was doing the Blue Angel duty one day at SkyWest. Yeah, I said duty. <laughs> said so anyway, that's our experience in a nutshell. We've got a few years behind us. We've always loved aviation. Um, yeah. I think my very first memory uh, in aviation was um, uh, back when my dad would take me to the airport. And this was when we lived in Phoenix, and this was when American Airlines mm-hmm. operated their the S four their S their seven forty seven SPs in in and out of Phoenix. And oh, that's take cool. Me they were SPs. Huh? Yep. yep. For those of you so. that don't know what an SP is, <laughs> the seven forty seven SP. I'm sure most of you do if you're listening to this. It's the small penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! No, no, it's, it, it, it was the um, special performance, I believe, is is what the SP stand, stood for. It was the shorter fuselage, right? Um, ultra long range aircraft of the time. Yeah, and, you can um, still see some out at McCarran Airport. Yeah, they're operated by MGM. That, that's right. There are so, s- some. Yeah several private operators i think there's even some middle east like oh yeah every sheik's got one yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i mean they're they're pretty cool but anyway yeah that's 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 really cool so um and and we'll go into some more aviation uh memories 
Um, but I mean, that's basically why we're doing the podcast. Um, not only have we started this new business, uh, but we we just want to bring aviation up and keep it in you know in, in front of everybody and and just talk about experiences and and I know a lot of you listening you know can relate and and it's really fun like one of my most favorite things to do with my brothers is to <laughs> no no not that <laughs> is to no never but is to sit here and reminisce about all of our aviation experiences because I mean. I love aviation. We all love aviation. It's just badass. Oh, stuff. we could we could I do mean, an hour long podcast oh five God. days a week and still have about six months worth of material. Oh, so totally, fair, yeah. totally. So yeah, and and the <clears throat> other reason too, I think the bottom line uh, is we want people to know the name Ramp Check Global. We want them yeah. to know who we are. We want you guys to know what we're about, and we'll as as the podcast continues and we get closer and closer to. The goals that we've set as far as our products and yeah, um, launching the products and you know you'll and... we want Ramp Check to be known <clears throat> and yeah. um, we want you guys to uh, uh, support our products. Yeah, and, and I'll be proud to use our products and and you know hashtag Ramp Check you know whatever you know on Instagram and whatever social media platform <clears throat> and and really show us how Twitter. well the products work and. <laughs> And, uh, you know, your feedback and we'll have contests and anyway, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no. And I think, um, just wanting to add to that too, it's one of the main reasons why I'm glad we're doing this is obviously so we can work with our family and our brothers and our experience. We can bring that together. For me, I loved working in aviation. Um, Mm -hmm. there was so much that was fun about it, but what I started to learn over years and years and years is that you can love to do it, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be love who you're working right. For. <laughs> there, yeah. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be other people hired, and they can even be people above you. And this isn't about like, oh, he's a boss and I'm an employee. Every right. ramp right. or line guy listening to this right now knows exactly what I'm talking. Oh, about. absolutely. Yes. They know that. The guy sitting in that manager chair generally isn't the guy that's been out there getting <laughs> soaked in the rain, freezing in the snow, soaked with glycol. Yeah. Um, or, so, or, or if he has, he allowed it to go to his head now cool. that he's the boss. Right, exactly. So so for me, this is more about um, getting to still work in the industry, developing products, our company, Ramp Check. Um, yeah, talking about aviation. Talking about Keeping. aviation so we can do it, we can have fun. And we don't have some GM's son running the show and telling us, you know, what we should do. Instead, this is just more free and open. We can have yeah. our own business. And it, it'll probably be a little bit of therapy for us, too. Exactly. <laughs> Holding yeah, in for sure. some, of, some of the shit that we've had to deal with. I mean, I could go on and on about my last aviation boss. I mean, it's just crazy to me that you can work for one company and do the things you do out on a ramp for an FBO, towing a $50 million brand new G5, doing all these things, and they're like, here's your $14 an hour, sir. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You made fourteen, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or and that was after about ten years. Yeah, or or the the super long, like successful day. Every aircraft was ramped, fueled, catering was taken out. Uh, everything was good. Everybody was happy. Got lots of tips, and then you get called in the office. 
oh, it looks like you were three minutes yeah, late on punching in. This you're, you're in trouble. I'm and like, they're like, oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, So the, exactly. And so this is... This is not only for you guys that have experienced it and know what the hell we're talking about, but we want to be in aviation, but we don't want to work for anybody work for anybody (laughs) else and and have basically have somebody that's not deserving of it yeah let's put it that way exactly and in this way we can still have our passion involved and this way we can do it together and be fun anyway and amen that is actually a good point because if we can bring awareness to the industry and say hey let's Let's hire and keep good quality people in charge oh, of these operations. Sure, yeah. Let's have it be a fun environment. I mean, it's already... Look, the reality is, if you're out there on the ramp, busting your ass like Ryan was just talking about, doing all those things, working hard, in the weather, do you know, getting yelled at, not, like, constantly, it's because you love the damn airplanes you love being around the airplanes you're out there to watch him land you're out there to watch him take off to taxi in oh my god i can't even count how many pictures i have on my goddamn iphone of aircraft right taxiing in in. oh yeah Yeah. i mean seriously it's like it's the love of aviation and that's really what the podcast is about and yeah we're gonna push our products and we're gonna talk about but this is all about the love of aviation and really that's where our products and the whole idea even came about is because of our love. Well, and also to share some of our experiences <clears throat> over the years, uh, some of our knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you can take away something from this podcast, if you can take away anything from this podcast, <laughs> um, uh, you know, that might help you in your day to day routine, you know, helpful, hopefully give you some safety tips, help you be aware because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's all, it can be fun. It can be right. crazy, but can also be a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, safety is always. So and important. I mean, I remember dispatching for Sky West and uh, the, uh, oh, I think it was El Paso Air- Airport. One of our flights got delayed for several hours and we, they closed the airport and they closed the ramp. We couldn't figure out why. We found out later that uh, they were doing a uh, an engine run up on a 737, and the mechanic got sucked into the engine. Oh so I mean, God. there's you know yeah, it's very it's never it's, good. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least it ended fast. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so you know, there's nothing like being put through a food right. processor. You know, right? Um, and, and we can even you know even discuss about like you know even how to deal with some difficult you know, co-workers or employees and, and to have fun. I mean, my gosh, we, we used to, you know, we all go in the line shack and those of you that work in aviation know what the line shack is. And if those, those that walls don't, could ever talk. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but a line shack is like kind of the staging area where all the ramp workers hang out uh, or get out of the weather or wait for the next rush of aircraft. Or, or according to the line manager, it's the only place they ever go. They never leave it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. The planes all fuel themselves. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the aircraft taxied out of the hangar and ramped itself. <laughs> but, um, no, that's a good point. But but um, I think where I was going with that is, I mean, it, it's just stupid stuff. Like, I can remember, and, and we'll kind of talk about some memories now, is um, um, I've got a couple good aircraft and ramp working memories, but one memory I, I remember 
it was a super busy Saturday, and I, th- I think most of the guys there were working doubles, and we were tired as hell. We had just launched, <laughs> I don't even, 20 aircraft. I don't even remember, but anyway, we, it was like 15 of us, and we were all sitting down, and one of the guys, and he'll know who it is if he ever listens to this, it, it was dead silent, and he pulled out a banana... <laughs> and he peeled it and he was eating it and we were all just looking at him and i looked at him and i said you banana eating son of a bitch <laughs> and it was just one of those moments man where we all could not catch a breath because we were laughing well, so well i learned something really valuable from one of my uh bosses so, so, at sky west yeah, when i was yeah. when i was working in dispatch speaking of bananas Uh, i just know there's just so one thing that i learned from him is there's just no manly way to eat a banana (laughs) um so ryan i'll throw it over to you now (laughs) sorry had to share that thanks for that no i was just gonna touch on um so when aaron who's banana who's the middle brother um when he was working down at uh, phoenix mesa gateway airport um there used to be this I don't even know what what was Comco. It, what were they? It, it was a seven fifty. Yeah, but Comco oh. was the company. I don't even remember don't what even they remember did, what but they, they flew a seven fifty seven. Really nice. It, one. A really nice one. It was all white. It had the big. Apparently, Comco they flew airplanes on the tell. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron knew it was coming into Salt Lake, and I worked with this other individual that Aaron was talking about, and um, <clears throat> there was a lot of grease and like. Uh, exhaust stain underneath the airplane by the landing gear and 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 aaron wrote with this finger b-e-s-o-b b-sob banana eating son of a bitch we were the only ones that got that but that was that was before everyone carried their phones out on the ramp and could take pictures but you know that was a long time ago that was that was a good but yeah i got a lot of good stuff so we're gonna we're gonna try and do um uh, I think we're going to go for either a bi-monthly or a weekly podcast here in the very beginning. And then one thing we want to do yeah. is we'll share different experiences. We'll try and come up with a, forca- or a format, but yeah, we're probably not capable of that. <laughs> come up with a uh, forecast. <laughs> it's going to be sunny and about 86 degrees next yeah. time. This yeah. podcast is going to be about five minutes longer. Um, but uh, And we want to connect with you guys, too. So if you have any aviation questions, you want to share stories, you know, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll come up. Well, hashtag, you know, yeah, hashtag, hashtag us on Twitter. Ram Check Global. However the hell that Instagram. shit works. One of our fa- <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. One of our favorite social media outlets is Instagram. And you should follow us on Instagram, which is just, it's at Ramp Check Global. Really easy to find. Uh, we've got a lot of lot of cool pictures on there and a lot of stuff that we will be posting, uh, especially since we're launching this podcast. No, and updates on our products will be there, um, you right. know, uh, anyway. Our, but... our personal Instagrams, like you can see those too. I'm at Aaron Rumfollow. I don't remember your guys' off the top of my head. Mine, this is a tough one. So our name's Rumfollow. Mine's at Rumfollow Me. <laughs> There's a tough one for you. Yeah. And mine is at... Uh... I think yours is Trumfollow. Oh, it's at T Rumfollow. Trumfollow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. And if you're trying to figure out how to spell Rumfollow, it's R-U-M, As like Mike, Mike <laughs> F like Fox, 
Or Foxtrot. Yeah. Okay, I lost track. A L L O. A L L O. Rum Follow. Yeah. Alpha Lima Lima Oscar. Thank you for the phonetics. You're welcome. I just want to make sure it's not like we're on the phone with someone that's like. Oh, I know. M like Mary. F is in Frank. P like Peter. B like 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 lollipop. B like banana. A is an apple. A like Adam. I know. Yeah. So So, that shit drives me crazy. I know. (laughs) It does. Um, So, okay. So real quick before we kind of wrap it up, um, I think what, what, I want to add is just I thought we, you were going to offer to say the closing no, prayer. No, no. No, this actually will get uh uh hopefully picked up outside of Utah yes. in Salt Lake City. So Seriously. we won't have just You just Mormons told them where we're from. To Way to go. <laughs> but um each one of us is is actually going to show or, or uh, share a <laughs> No, I I told you I'm not doing that. I keep, I keep forgetting it's it's a microphone in front of us, not a camera. So I'll go real, I'll go first, and then you guys can can get something in your mind that you want to talk about. But uh, an early memory that I had when I first started de-icing at Salt Lake International Airport, I was in an open bucket de-ice truck, and um, it was in the middle of the night, and there was a cargo. I don't remember the airline. It was just a, a contract charter cargo uh, DC-10, um, and those of you that know what a DC-10 is, um, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about on this. And those that don't know, a DC-10 is a is a wide-body aircraft um, from the 60s and 70s. It was heavily used into the 80s. It's a, It has three engines. It has one on each wing and then one um, that goes straight through the, the middle of the tail. And uh, that's called the number two engine. I remember I was in that open bucket de-ice truck, de-icing the aircraft, and, and the whole point of de-icing an aircraft, um, and I'm just going to kind of explain a little bit so that those of you that don't know, you might be new in aviation or you might work in Phoenix where you're never going to de-ice and you kind of want to know. But anyway, there's a solution called glycol, and it's mixed with water. It's basically like antifreeze you put in your car. It's a little bit different. But you heat it up and you spray it on the aircraft to clean the aircraft of contaminants. Type one. Yep, type one. <laughs> it, it, exactly. It's called type one, and uh, it's heated to 180 degrees. Um, it gets the snow off, the ice off, uh, frost, you know, frozen rain, you know, whatever. Anyway, it's designed to clean the aircraft off um, to take off <clears throat> all the control surfaces and anywhere. Uh, where in particular DC-10 can... I hope you're writing this down. I know. (laughs) Write this down. So anyway, it's a quick little de-ice lesson. Um, There's nothing quick about this lesson. The clean aircraft concept. (laughs) FAR part 139. Very good, brother. Very good. There you go. Very cool. Pass that audit, man. (laughs) So so anyway, this particular aircraft that night... Um, its auxiliary power unit, the APU, wasn't functioning, and so they couldn't have uh, um, that running and, and, and operating the hydraulics and everything. So they left one of the engines going, uh, the number two engine. They, they left it running um, so that they could have power to the aircraft while we were de-icing. And so I was up in this boom, and it was so cool because I was de-icing the tail, and the, the, it was really cold that night, and the steam from the glycol, because it's heated so hot, it was like swirling in the engine and I'm like right out there and you know, 
it was just one of the coolest experiences. I wish they had GoPros back then because oh, yeah. oh my god, I I would have some of the coolest de-icing. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of you guys out there that do have a lot of cool footage um, right now uh, from working the ramp now, but you guys are all in enclosed buckets. I mean, back in the day, like they're like we didn't even have an enclosed bucket. Y'all are wusses now. I know we were like out in the element and everything. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. They didn't have he didn't have shoes or gloves or. <laughs> and I had to walk two miles to work every day. In Uphill snow. in the snow. Yeah, I know. Um, back in the day. You know. I bet you were just happy that the icer stayed working. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's not even go into that. Uh, okay, so who who's up next? That was, All right. That's my memory for this one. If you're ready, you can go. <laughs> go for it, brother. Go, go well, for it. I'll go brother, a little Ryan. more. Um, I don't know if we were specifically talking about working in the ramp, but uh, I'll go a little more nostalgia here. But um, I just, one of the things that I really loved about working at the FBO is a lot of times the people you meet. And I just remember uh, the first time I met Michael Jordan out on the ramp and uh, seeing his aircraft. And he has a G4 or a Gulfstream. It's a type of aircraft, and it's painted in Carolina blue and white, and it's got the big Jordan logo on the tail. And Yeah, it's sweet. I just, the first time I saw that thing come in and the first <laughs> time I met Michael Jordan, it was just, it was hard to, you know, I here I am. I'm seeing one of my sports idols. Yeah, really. Which I'm a big sports nut, which obviously you'll well, learn about. And, and at the same time, I'm yeah. looking and I'm seeing all these planes. And anyway, yeah. what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the best basketball player of all time. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to no go one better say, say LeBron James or... <laughs> I know. I guess I can't do anything about it. But um, <laughs> anyway... Um, Sam Cassell! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think John Crotty. John Crotty. Oh my um, gosh. I think, I think at that moment I was just kind of a little on overload. Um, a little starstruck. Were yeah. You? Well, oh, yeah. not only from that, but just being around the, the aviation aspect. You look out in the ramp. There's the runway three five one seven is right outside the ramp at Millionaire, and you got. 57s landing, yeah, yeah, this is in Salt yeah. Lake, and you got 57s landing, you got corporate jets, and then I'm helping Michael Jordan now, and he's talking to me, and, mm. you know, it, it just all around was just a, a fun experience, and then um, last thing I'll say is just back when they used to have the observation area, mm-hmm. I, I remember, remember when oh, our yeah. dad would, we get lunch, pre-9-11, bastards, um, <laughs> We used to get lunch, go out, and just watch planes land, and that was just kind of our thing. And yeah, Sunday you know, afternoon, just yep. stuck with me, and you know, awesome. and now here we are. So, um, over yeah. to you, big brother. So I, I've got so number one. <laughs> number one. I've got so many. <laughs> no, I'm still single. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I remember uh, this was an experience I had when I was still in the Utah Air National Guard, and I got to—I was part of the um, 151st Air Refueling Group. Got to go up on some refueling missions in the KC-135s. Very cool. And um, one of the first experiences I had was uh, we were refueling a B-52. Oh, that's awesome! And it was the craziest thing. The air was kind of turbulent. Um, as we were pulling up and, and a boom operator, uh, the guy who 
operates the boom on the KC-135. For those of you that, I hope you're writing this down. Exactly. They, uh, they lay down flat on their stomach. Um, and their chin is in this little cup or support while they're controlling the boom, boom. <laughs> while they're operating the boom. Um, and so they're fl- basically they're flying the nozzle into the the tank of the receiving aircraft. Well, it's really cool. It's yeah. it's really really cool. I'm sure there's it. footage of it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, YouTube, uh, so this B-52 and and I'm using my hands, so make sure you're paying attention. So you can <laughs> we were see. inverted. <laughs> Bullshit. Give it in the. <laughs> You know, foreign relations, you know, the finger. I'm sorry, I hate it when it does that. So this massive B-52 comes up from below us, kind of right above the clouds. And like I said, the air was pretty turbulent, and I'd never seen anything like it. But the nacelles, because a B-52's got, has eight engines, uh, four sets of two. um, And uh, the engines, the nacelles are just moving back and forth like crazy. I thought they were going to come apart. And the boom operator told me, oh, no, that's how they always look. It was just one of the craziest, coolest things I'd ever seen. We, I was up on refueling missions for KC-10s, F-16s, A-7s, um, lots of neat planes. So anyway, that that's one of my fond aviation experiences. But um, So we're going to try and keep this podcast every week or bi-weekly, whatever we decide on, um, at about 30 minutes. And you can see that for our first podcast, we've <clears throat> failed miserably. Uh, but we hope you guys are entertained, to and say the least. we hope you know how to de-ice an airplane now. <laughs> <laughs> and how to operate your boom. <laughs> and, uh, and the, no, don't definitely don't take us seriously. But uh, uh, thank you so much for listening. And, um, you know, if this does actually make it to uh, Apple Podcasts or somewhere you can hear it, and if it can be rated <clears throat> somewhere, give us a couple of thumbs up or uh, give us a you know, five gold star. Yeah, definitely cool rate it. rating. If, if we get good ratings, I mean, we obviously the more people will see it and, and and share the podcast with your friends. Yeah. you know, and remember the name Ramp Check. Yeah, and if you have suggestions, I mean, right now go to our Instagram and just like one of our pictures or comment on something, and and, and, and you know we'll interact. Right, and this is our first. Uh, episode of our first podcast ever so if your suggestion is to stop just hold it to yourself (laughs) let us get a few episodes under our belts first give us a little bit of time a little bit of slack you know just like the new guy working the ramp you know don't don't be sending us off to go find prop wash or or jet wash or something yeah right you know give give us a moment but but yeah so um and then i guess you know um to, to close real quick, I thought it was appropriate to, um, you know, we're big time into aviation and air shows. Are you sure? And, and this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. sad week. Yeah, yeah. This week, um, one of the Thunderbirds um, actually crashed on a training mission um, at a, out at the test range outside of Nellis Air Force Base, where they're the home of the Thunderbirds. And, um, you know, you hate to see that happen. Um, Thunderbirds have lost some aircraft over the last few years and but never a fatality uh this was their first fatality probably i think i was reading an article is like 
for like 35 years. I just wanted to bring that up. And, and, <laughs> and for future podcasts, we will check our facts before we start spouting bullshit, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the, the facts there, just the, you know, the, the time frame might be a little bit off. But but anyway, it was um, uh, Thunderbird number four, Major Stephen Del Bog- Bagno. Bogno. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, but anyway, so rest in peace, uh, you know, prayers to his family. That's hard, and I'm sure it's hard for the rest of the Thunderbird family. Yeah. I follow a few of the Thunderbirds and, and ex-Thunderbirds on Instagram, and it was, you know, really hard for them and the whole airshow community. So, um, you know, Godspeed, and hopefully a Thunderbirds will be back to kicking ass again soon. Anything off? else, Dad? I, I don't I, think I, so. I, I think so. I, I was just going to say, so good day, eh? <laughs> um, and then the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, having this opportunity – um, to be with my brothers in this, you know, aviation journey that we're starting. You know, I, I, I got to thank my wife for being there and supporting me. I love her to death, um, Jessica, and uh, um, giving me the opportunities that, that I have to, to pursue my business and uh, my aviation goals and dreams. So thanks, babe. I love you. And <laughs> you guys can go ahead and end it how you want. I'd, I'd like to go ahead and take a moment and thank my wife. Oh, wait, I don't have one. Um, no, but uh, it's... <laughs> it's, no, uh, it's that's good. That's and, good. And, and we're beginning this particular journey together. We've done a few other business ventures together that we've, uh, we've been successful at, and we'll probably touch, touch on those in later, at a later date. But uh, anything else you want to add, Ryan? No, I don't think so. I just, uh, like I said, so good day. Ha, ha, ha.